I'm the king of the failures, get down you dirty failures, get down. Get down, motherfuckers. What's up everybody, and welcome to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader, where this week we'll be talking about something magical. No, I don't really know where I was going with that. Uh, no, we're talking about Primeval, something that I don't know if many people will know of, but hopefully you'll know of it some more by the end of this episode. But before we get on to that, uh, I would like to, as I have been doing for weeks now and will continue to do uh, until change has been made for the foreseeable future, is mention that we at Situarts do, of course, stand with the Black Lives Matter campaign and will continue to support the campaign in any way we can, uh, sharing links on social media. I tend to do that on Twitter, is my main way of sharing it. Um, and we, we do hope we can get equality for everyone one day in the future, and, and we will keep fighting the good fight uh, to to bring about some change. But with all the political uh, stuff out of the way, let's get back into the episode proper, where, yes, this week we'll be talking about Primeval, uh, which is something that I did honestly think of last minute because I have been back at work this week, uh, which has been obviously so I've been a lot more busy uh, now. I'm back from furlough on back at work at the cinema I work at. Um, so yeah, but Primeval, we to first get into this wonderful tale, we must go back to the year two thousand seven, where a young Saiyan Vader was only. Fully, no, not really, not fully, fully is not the right word, when a young Saiyan Vader was only just realising his capacity for failure. He was at an age where he was realising just how much he could fuck up everything he did in life, and he felt good, until one evening, his mother received a phone call from his nana, asking him to be put on the phone. What could she want, he thought. Because <laughs> I definitely sounded like this when I was seven. What could he want, he thought. He sat down onto the sofa, the TV still playing in the background. She said, Ewan, have you seen the advert for that new television show, Primeval? Because that's genuinely how my nan sounds, by the way. Primeval. <laughs> no, I responded. I have not. What is that about? She went, Ewan, switch over to insert channel here, because I can never remember if it was BBC or ITV. And if you look on Wikipedia, it says it was ITV and BBC. Because that won't confuse the fuck out of anybody. Yeah. Flick over to channel insert random number here. And watch the magic happen. So the young Saiyan Vader flicked over to channel insert number here. And lo and behold, there was a trailer <clears throat> for this new televisual program. <clears throat> Sorry for the cough. This new televisual program called Primeval. The young Ewan sat and watched in awe as these images that moved, flashed before his eyes. And there, a spark was ignited 
where week after week, the young Saiyan Vader would watch this televisual program, and after each episode, would phone his nana and discuss what had happened in that week's episode and what an absolute banger of a television program it was. And this continued for pretty much all five seasons of the show until it eventually got cancelled because insert television company that actually produced it here ran out of funding, which is really fucking annoying as the young Saiyan Vader would have said. It is really fucking annoying because they lived on a fucking cliffhanger and who wants to leave it on a cliffhanger? That's not very good, the young Saiyan Vader thought. And I mean, I've stretched this joke out for five minutes now. You think I can continue? Well, I won't. Yeah, no, uh, they left it on a cliffhanger, which was frankly bullshit. Because it's like, oh, look, in trying to save the future, you made it worse. Which obviously is such a cliche, but I want to see what they've done. I want to see how they fix it. I just, I want more James Lester. Because, you know, oh, and Connor Temple. He's one of the only other good characters left alive. Primeval, starting in 2007. It's, it's a show, it's a British-made show. Which is why it's superior, like Doctor Who. Um... Although Doctor Who has a much bigger fan base. But Primeval's brilliant. Um, it has reruns now on Sci-Fi, on Sky. And I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. It's a brilliant TV show. If you want to watch it, to be fair. And not many people who are listening to this can get into contact with me. But I've got all five seasons on DVD, boy. Primeval Marathon, anyone? Primeval and Chill? No. No, I will not be distracted with a chill. I want to watch my Primeval. Young Saiyan Vader would be proud. Ah, <sighs> what am I doing with my life? What, Jesus Christ, it's fucking embarrassing now. I'm still doing this shit. Yay! No, um, where was I? Primeval, yes, very good, yet. Yes, um, no, it's, a, it's, it's quite a weird show. Basically, these rips in the fabric of time and space start appearing, and through them can come over dinosaurs, and eventually creatures from the future start showing up as well. Um, and I say the future predators, um, which is what one of the future species are called, it was the first future species they encountered. It was in the finale of the uh, first series. And first season series, I always get mixed up with what way to call it. I think it's a season. And then a series of the whole thing. Yeah, in the first season um, was when the future predator appeared in the last episode. And yeah, I'll tell you what, for something that was obviously designed to... They did a good job, because obviously it was a dinosaur-themed show, really. It was the main the main attraction was dinosaurs coming through the anomalies. And then the ARC team would either have to kill the dinosaur or send it back through if they could. Because they were about preserving life. They didn't want to kill the animals. So they tried to get it through peacefully. But if they couldn't sometimes. They ended up dying. And sometimes the anomalies closed. Before they could get them back through. So they actually had a menagerie back at their base. Where they could look after any of the dinosaurs. That couldn't get home. Until they find an anomaly that opens. That they can send them back home through. So you know it's it, it's nice and animal friendly. For the most part. Um, 
Yeah, so the future predators, though, obviously the show's meant to be designed on dinosaurs, and I watched in the behind the scenes thing. Originally, it had a much more dinosaurish design, but then they thought, look, we're trying to make this from the future. We'll give it dinosaur esque features, but for the most part, if you if you were to look at the future predator, I think more of like a cross between a bat and a lion. It doesn't have the wings, but it uses echolocation. Not a lion, sorry, a gorilla. I'm thinking of a lion because I'm thinking of the scene. It attacks some lions in like the opening scene of that. Uh, season finale in the first season um, so yeah it uses echolocation like a bat and it is said to have evolved from bats basically saying when humans die out it's bats that inherit the earth and they evolve into that which is quite a cool concept to be fair and they're very well designed and they're very intimidating creatures I must say the future predators um, they're very intimidating and they're brilliantly designed to be fair I mean the CGI maybe doesn't hold up as well as it could have done uh, for the most part but you know, you get that with older shows. Some of Doctor Who's older CGI from like the 2005 revival doesn't always look great today, but you appreciate it because it's got that... I think that's what's British about it. It's not all glamorous and glitzy and polished like some American stuff. But it's still a very good show and they've got some good actors like Douglas Henshaw, um, uh, what's his... <laughs> James Lester is not his, his name. Ben Miller. Jesus Christ. I can't... Problem is, I love the show that much that... I think of their characters. They got uh, Hannah Spirit from the uh, S Club Seven in to play um, Abby Maitland, and Connor Temple was Andrew Lee Potts. Andrew he's brilliant in it. Connor uh, Temple, which is Andrew Lee Potts, Douglas Henshaw's character of Nick Cutter, and Ben Miller's of James Lester are my three favorite characters in the whole show. Because Nick, he's just a cool guy. He's, he's just a cool professor who no one actually has at university who basically is an absolute badass, but not Indiana Jones-level badass. Like, he's not some action... Like, don't get me wrong, he does get in a few good punches when he comes into conflict with a bad guy, but he's not an action hero. He's just just a bit cool. Uh, Connor Temple, I just relate to, because he's just the nerdy guy who is just a nerd, massive nerd. And James Lester is the most sarcastic dickhead, I think, you're going to get, like... In terms of, like, just being a sarcastic asshole. British television is where you're going to get the best of that. And I think James Lester is up there for just, just, he wins. He's amazing. He makes me laugh. I think every single scene he's in, especially when he gets shit on by Rex in the first episode. Rex is a flying ancient lizard. I can't think of the name of the species off the top of my head. And it is a really good show. I think seasons one and two are the best of the show. And I think have the most sort of concrete storylines, like what story ties that go the whole way through after that it's because douglas henshaw actually left uh it, oh no season three no season three still got him in it sorry no he doesn't die in season two douglas henshaw nick cutter dies in season three spoilers by the way um that's i suppose the problem with you have failed it's very spoiler central but i think that's i'm going to be going into plot details everyone knows that by this point but i would fully recommend the show um, so watch it anyway, I'll try not to spoil too much, but Nick Cutter dies in season three. I won't tell you how, I won't tell you when, but he dies. And it's sort of after that it starts to go downhill, because you've sort of lost your main character then. And I like the fact they then put Connor Temple as the main character. And he's brilliant. But I don't know the fact he was never made the official leader of the team, which was quite disappointing, because that's basically what Nick Cutter asked him to do. But he sort of... He might as well have been honorary leader for the most part. Um... And you can, and to be fair, some of the plot points come from Connor just trying to make Cutter proud, 
and I like that aspect of it. I just think sometimes without Cutter, it sort of it got a bit too big and a bit too ambitious with its storylines. I think probably will work because it was more simple. You didn't need a big world-ending event as much. Like, yeah, a world-ending event would be a future predator staying on the loose forever. Like that would be terrible. But not like what they did in season five, where they had a super anomaly that was threatening to destroy the world because it was man-made and it opened thousands around the world all at once, causing this big convergence that had been planned for and people knew were going to happen. And it's it's so strange. But so if you were to watch it, I'd say season one to three are probably the best seasons to watch. Season four and five are still okay, but they're not awful. Although I can't remember season four. I th- <sighs> yeah, I can't really remember season four. That sucks, doesn't it? Whoopsie daisies. But yeah, I, I can't remember that. But season season one to three were brilliant. Or they just two seasons with Matt as the leader. Was that, is that how it works? Was there two with him? Jesus, I thought there was only one. I thought there was only season five. He was a bit of a dull character that Matt he was okay and he was all from the future Ooh, I've come from the future to save the future which would create a fucking paradox because you would never have been sent back in the first place but ooh, we don't mention that because primary ooh, and and then I'm just boring and don't have emotional range and ooh, Connor Temple should have been the leader and not me I don't know why I'm even here ooh. sorry Sorry, um, he's just a bit boring. I like the fact that the main villain was essentially Nick Cutter's ex-wife, who went missing like seven years before the show started. It turns out everyone thought she was dead, but in fact she'd actually gone through an anomaly, got stuck, but then became a bit power-hungry and crazy. And uh, yeah, so having husband and wife basically be the enemy, but she wasn't like a supervillain. She didn't have any powers. She was just a clever scientist like her husband. And new things about the anomalies through study and stuff and it was very clever and I like the fact that in season three we're sort of implied in earlier seasons but in season three they sort of make it a concrete thing that in the world of primeval things like dragons the Loch Ness monster and things like that they are they are just other creatures that have escaped through anomalies in human history so they might have been in medieval times an anomaly opened and a dracorex came through and or t-rex came through and medieval knights thought that was a dragon and that's where the myth of dragons come from it was actually a dinosaur escaping through an anomaly and i liked the fact that they they built the lore up like that that all myths are real when they are just things that have come from anomalies and the local people have tried to make understandings of of what's been going on and i say the later seasons don't have any relation to the earlier ones and that's not true because there is the bit where cutter tries to use those myths to work out where anomalies have opened in the past and he starts realizing that they're opening more and more frequently and that is essentially a plot point that threads into the uh convergence that happens in season five but i just feel like sometimes season one to three was the most cohesive plot with the most cohesive set of characters, because it was by season, you lost Cutter, you'd lost Claudia Brown slash Jenny, that's a weird thing, that I'm not, I, I'll try not to spoil, I might have to go into it, I don't know, um, you lose Lem, you lose Stephen, Stephen, I think Helen, so that would have been Nick Cutter's ex-wife, 
I think she dies in season three. But it's where she dies, but she still ends up being the main villain because the villain of the last series was friends with her and she convinced him to start doing this work and he thought it was for the good of the planet, but really she just wanted to kill everyone because in her travels through the anomalies, she realised that humans are the bad guys and we should all go extinct. And to be fair, I don't know why anyone argued with her because, I mean, look at us. But I do get it, you know, genocide is not a good thing and it's not kill off the whole human race, that'd be bad. Um, but because she did at one point try to go back in time and to the point of human origin and poison the water supply it's a bit a bit dark but it's cool primeval is dark at times you know there's danny he's the leader after cutter leaves uh his his brother he died when he was young but oh he's not dead he's trapped in an anomaly that's a running thing family members get trapped in anomalies a lot connor and abby they get trapped in an anomaly for a year they get trapped in the cretaceous for a year how the fuck did they not die I don't get it, but I'm glad they didn't, because Connor Temple is an absolute legend. And to be fair, what's, um, Becca, who comes in in season three, season three, I think they get Becca in to be their security guy. Maybe it's season two. It sounds like a season two thing. Season three, I don't know. Season three, because I remember Cutter didn't like him at first, but they sort of ended up becoming friends in the end, because Cutter was like, oh, I don't like soldiers. He's got a Scottish accent, Nick Cutter. Oh, yeah. Government Hatcher man. And then, yeah, Becca was good. And then then the um, the new computer girl in season five. Yeah, she had a name. Uh, Lucy? Jen, Jenny? Jenny? No, not Jenny. Lucy. Um, girl's name. She was good as well. I just can't remember her name for life of me because I tend to only watch seasons one to three. I might need to go on a binge watch of all five seasons soon. Although I do always skip episode two of season one because it's got giant spiders in it and that genuinely makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable because I'm quite severely arachnophobic. Um, but yeah, it, it's got a horror factor to it at times. You know, it's got like you're being stalked by either a future creature or from the past and it, it's quite bloody and gory at places like they don't shy away from the fact that some of these creatures don't be wrong not all the creatures that come through are harmful like you do get the few that come through that you find out are relatively harmless and they're not the problem uh like you've got the mammoth they didn't mean to hurt anyone it was just lost it got stuck on a motorway and got lost you've got the um was it scutosauruses come through they're, they're obviously completely harmless. But then you get the other fuckers like Velociraptors, T-Rexes, Spinosaurus, Future Predators, Silurian Scorpions, um, the giant centipede thing that's poisonous. That guy's a fucker. Uh, more Velociraptors. They're, they're a big thing in the dinosaur world, Velociraptors, apparently, which is ironic because in real life they're not very big at all. Um, the mermaid people from the future. Yeah, that's a thing the the crocodile things that killed people that weren't didn't really want to it's in a later season obviously you can tell that the monkey things i'm not sure if that was the future or the past the goblin thing from the future that could camouflage and eat people yeah the future ones are obviously all a bit absurd but they're meant to be it's a bit of fun the giant bug things ooh, not the spiders are like giant prey mantises that could fly 
flying praying mantis. You know, simples really. And they get into a fight with the future predators. Oh, the fucking um, what's his name? Gorgonopsid gets into a fight with the future predator. Doesn't he? That's sick. That is a gore. That's a, that CGI in that is decent because you can't really see any of the humans in the shot. So it looks amazing. Honestly, I'm talking myself into watching this. So if I haven't talked you into watching it, what are you doing? You know, lead the way. Watch the anomalies today. Hashtag failure. Um, you know, and after making such a stupid caption, it's time to mention my sponsor of the week, which is the same sponsor that it has been for every other week and once again will be for the foreseeable future. That is King Styles Apparel. It's brilliant merch up there at the moment. Uh, you've got the new Storm Connect line, or I don't know what that actual collection is called. Uh, the Edo line? That doesn't sound right. The Storm line? Stormzy line? Oh, there's probably copyright on that. The Ninja line? Oh, they should have called it the Ninja line. If they didn't, it's a bit... The Storms are coming line? The Sharknado line? The We're Not in Kansas Anymore line? The Storm Ewan? That was a thing a few years ago. Storm Ewan line? Storms are us line. The ninjutsu power line. If you can't tell, I, I, I literally all these stupid jokes have been me trying to rejog my mind as what the actual name of the collection is. Hasn't worked. Um, can't remember. But it's really good. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, the shirts and hoodies and everything are amazing. Edo, I believe, had designed that himself. Maybe with some help from King's Eyes. I could be wrong there if I am really sorry to whoever I just offended. Um, really sorry. Uh, they're really good. But obviously, King's Eyes does other brilliant designs. Like in... Oh, what's the collection called? Oh, yes, the Failure Collection. Weird I remember that one. Um, but all the shirts are brilliant. Obviously, I've tried and tested uh, the shirts from the Failure line. I don't own all of them. Not yet, anyway. But, um, yeah. They're all brilliant. They're so soft, so nice, so well-fitted. Uh, Tri-Blend, I believe. It's all so soft. It's unreal. So please do go check out the uh, King Stars Apparel store. That is obviously uh, links to the kingseyes.life website. You can find it there. Uh, and you can search all the stuff. There's phone cases, hoodies, jogging bottoms, shorts. I believe there's sliders or flip-flops and T-shirts and might be hats. And we can... There's going to be lots on there. You know, we're just getting started with this merch store. It's going to go keep going keep pumping up great quality stuff made by Cornelius or any other designers you have involved like Edo and uh yeah honestly please go check out the store it's fantastic and you will love the products and uh buy my merch because I want more failures to be proud of themselves that that's the thing with my merch it's showing that you're proud of your mistakes you're proud of being a fuck up you're proud of not being perfect that's who we are wear the shirts although the trust me I'm the failure one I mean I am the failure you're all, it's like when the Doctor Who, in Do the Doctor in Doctor Who is like, I'm not a Doctor, I'm the Doctor, the original you might say, that's me, I'm not a failure, I'm the failure, the original you might say, that's, that's me, so, uh, you know, lead the way, buy a failure shirt today, and uh, with that, back to my ill-conceived rant on Primeval, uh, because, you know, you were loving it before, <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm not. I don't give a shit. You know, hashtag failures. Um, sorry, I'm a bit tired. I was just on a live stream, uh, 
downloading a game for about half an hour. Genuinely, this is going completely off topic now, but you expect that with me. I go on tangents. I might have to do a bonus episode just to actually get some primeval content in this shit now. (laughs) And in that time, I'll watch seasons four and five and actually have stuff to say about them. Oh, I could do a bonus episode and claim they... Oh, spoilers. Ooh, you almost got a sneak peek. Ooh. All right, yeah, no, I was in a stream before. It's not mine. I was in a friend's stream. This is just becoming a conversation now. It's like, chat with... Sam, but I need to say chat with King's Eyes. And I'm like, that's not me. That's a geezer who's currently in Winchester. You know, that that's not... I'm not... I ain't King's Eyes. I, I ain't that, you know, good at graphic designing. I'm not good at anything. It's part of my MO. Um... LP, identity, I don't know, make stuff up. Yeah, so <laughs> genuinely, I just feel like I should share this with the world. Uh, so my friend Wes, he does streams uh, uh, at WM Streams on Twitch. He's brilliant. Uh, I follow him on Twitter as well. He's he's fantastic. He does great content. Um, he texted me while I was at work, actually. Uh, he's like, oh, you and E3 at 10 o'clock like, today. I was like, well, I finished at 10. Well, like, what do you need? He's like, well, I'm doing a stream. I'm starting about 9 o'clock, and then we'll be playing Fall Guys. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll get home. I'll download it and jump on the game. So I get home. I jump on Discord of him and Adam and Bobby, who are the other two people who are on the stream. And I was like, yeah, I'll just start downloading it because I've upgraded my internet recently. You know, got open reach and all that. I was all sick, bruv. Uh, yeah, yeah, download still hasn't finished, and it's now, what, half two in the morning? Uh, so apparently my new uh, really fast internet speed doesn't apply to my PlayStation when it downloads stuff, which is brilliant. So I spent the whole stream just, you know, watching the lag on the stream behind and just chatting with them. So I'd hear Wes like, oh, no, I lost, and I'd see it about a minute later on the screen. But it's fine, we were having chats, and... Right, this is something... Anyone who is listening to this now, this is a very important thing, okay? This is very, very important, and stop what you're doing to listen to this right here, right now. Right? Because I was having a discussion, and I don't like the fact that they were right. They said there are no kids' films that aren't fucked up in some way, right? Maybe this will be the bonus episode. I don't really know what's going on here. I will figure this out at some point. I'll chat with King's Eyes. He can try and make sense of what's going on here. And we'll figure this shit out. So, genuinely, you just message me, tag, I can't speak, tag me on Twitter, join the Discord server and at me until I notice your messages. I don't know, fucking send a carrier pigeon to my home. It can replace Pedro, the racing pigeon that I had to release very depressingly. Okay? Send <laughs> send, just send me a kid's film that isn't in some way fucked up. Because you're like, you know, the Santa Claus... You know, to become Santa, you have to kill him. That's fucked up, right? You've got Lilo and Stitch, you know, you've got... This, the way they... The Cobra Bubbles character is very on the note. Any Disney film, by the way, is automatically ruled out. Wally's a cannibal. Cars is set in a post-apocalyptic world and apparently has a strip club advertised on one of the signs. You know, which, by the way, they missed out on the opportunity to call that Hooters. What a pun, right? So, genuinely, just hit me up on Twitter... Or join the Discord server and hit me up. And I need an army of children's films that actually aren't messed up in some way to take back to them to prove that there are some kids' films that are purely innocent. I need this. So please take your time to think about that and do that. It's greatly appreciated. Without further ado, I'll get back to the actual topic of this podcast because I've gone on too much of a tangent, which is primeval. So... (laughs) 
Yeah, they actually did a spin-off as well. They, the Americans, ugh, the Americans tried it. Um, and from what I've learned uh, in my years of life is that Americans make very good quality film and, and television, but they don't do it well when they copy us, right? Because best example of that is look at the US office, right? It's fantastic, but you look at the first season... It's definitely not his best, and that's because they tried to copy... Like, Michael Scott would not have been the iconic character he was if he stayed a copy of David Brent like he was in season one. So, the America... Was it Primeval New World? You got a few uh, cameos from Andrew Lee Potts as uh, Connor Temple again, but it didn't have much of a link otherwise. I do like the fact that it dealt with the fact that, obviously, Anomalies didn't just open in the UK. You had the ARC team dealing with it in the UK, but you got to sit there and think, they've got to be opening across the rest of the world. So I like the fact that it took that into consideration that it's not just the UK that has this phenomenon, it's the whole world. But they handled it so poorly. So I will say confidently right now, just also to appease King's eyes, because nothing ever fails on this apparently, which I suppose is kind of true. Primeval New World, you have failed. You're just, just an embarrassment to the UK. This is another... US versus UK debate I'm getting into now, like the Millie O'Connell episode. Um, but she's the better Anne Boleyn and we know it. And Primeval is the better Primeval over Primeval New World. It's honestly dog shit. The one good thing to come out of it was the fact that there was a Primeval New World app they released where you could sort of film yourself doing something and then the app would superimpose dinosaurs walking around. Like there was one with like a giant anaconda thing. I can't think of the name of it. There's one with a T-Rex. There was a pterodactyl. There's a velociraptor. The velociraptor attacked you. The best one I did, it's, I really hope I've got that video on YouTube. If it's not, I've got that video on my hard drive and I might post it to YouTube where I did like a loop of the primeval theme tune over these clips I filmed of like me and my brothers getting attacked by these dinosaurs. And there's one, my brother gets attacked by the snake and as he acts and falls down, he actually hits his funny bone on a guitar. And so it looks like he's really good at acting at being in pain, but he was genuinely in pain, like a lot of pain. I was wetting myself. I shouldn't have kept filming. That's a terrible thing to do, but I did. Um, so if that's not already on YouTube, I will find that on my hard drive and I will upload the Primeval Loop video just so people can see this. And King's Eyes, if you're listening, can we just find a way to like link that video to your website? Just We can even crop it down. I'll crop it to just my brother. This is really meta because I'm talking to you and I know you can hear me, but you're nowhere near here at the moment. So we'll crop out the bit of my brother hitting his funny bone and we'll just put that on the website. So, you know, like just like you've been framed. We can discuss that. People need to see this. It's just funny. It just really is. Um, anyway, so Prime of New World was shit. You have, it's failed, but it did give me a funny moment with my brother. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. The show was really good. I genuinely would. If anyone out there is curious and thinks it might interest them, you know, dinosaurs, uh, just, just cool British television, really. Um, I'd fully recommend the show. As I say, after season four and five, they're not bad. I make it sound like they're awful. They're not. They're just not as good, I don't think, as season one and two is the height of Primeval. Season three's not bad, and neither season four and five. I just think the reason I still include season three in the better side is because I think it's still more cohesive with the previous two seasons. Whereas because Nick Cutter's gone and everything, seasons four and five seem more like their own little soft reboot if that makes any sense but still keeping some of the old characters but they do reset the arc the arc looks different 
uh, the, and yeah, it's just a different group dynamic. So yeah, it's not as bad. It's just more of a soft reset. So I continue. I group season three with the better ones, but the two best seasons are season one and two. If I'm completely honest, but they're all all brilliant in their own right, and they've all got good episodes. They've all got. I would say they've all got bad episodes, but I can't think of a bad episode for season two. Although it's probably one that I choose not to watch. This, the Silurian Scorpion ones, I suppose, is a bit long, but it was a bit long. They're all the same length, you fucking idiot. But <laughs> genuinely a really good show. And as I say, I wish I could tell you it was made by the BBC or the, IT, or, or the ITV. Because I swear when you put the DVD in, it, it does the BBC logo. But then I look online and it says it's also ITV. And I just can't for the life of me see how ITV and BBC both produced and, and released this on their channels so i don't really know what what's going on there but I, as i genuinely do remember getting the phone call from my nan it was a similar phone call i got when arrow was coming out and and we did the same thing every week where we'd watch it and then discuss the episode afterwards in a phone call so it was a fun little thing for me and my nana and that's i think why i hold the show in such high esteem it's it's got a connection with me and my nana that uh, primeval as does arrow to be fair although arrows were probably one of my favorite if not my favorite tv shows of all time once again, season one and two being the height of it. Um, but Primeval was, a, was the, the first thing I sort of did that with her. She knew I liked dinosaurs, but she was interested as well. And we just discussed it every week and we got really invested. Like every time there's a cliffhanger, we'd be like, oh my God, the season five cliffhanger where they leave it. And we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then we found out the show was fucking cancelled. Oh, we were livid. I was like, oh, what do you, no, you can't leave it there. To this day, genuinely, so this is what, I don't know when it ended. When did Prime Evil end? It must have been, what, 2000... I had five seasons, so we're going to assume 2012? Weirdly enough, this year Arrow started. That's really weird. 2012, that's mental. Or it might have been 2011, but it's weird that it was just before Arrow. That's sort of weird how that worked out. We stopped watching that to then watch that. But, yeah, I just... Wow, 2011, that's mental. Genuinely, to this day, I'm still sitting here hoping they somehow revive the series and give me a res resolution to that cliffhanger i looked online and there's like i think a fan made season six and it's meant to carry on the story and that's great but i want an official i want an official answer to what happened because the thing is it's not like some shows where they intentionally leave you on a cliffhanger and end it to you know be ambiguous this wasn't planned they they were planning on continuing this story. There was meant to be a resolution to this. And we just never got it. And to this day, what, is this nine years later now? I'm still sitting here hoping that somehow, someway, I get a Primeval Season 6. No, Primeval New World doesn't count. I want a real Primeval Season 6 where I actually get fucking answers to everything that happened. Literally, I'm living. I want Nick Cutter to come back. I don't care how. Cloning's a thing in this universe. It's been proved. They've done it in Primary Evil. Bring back Nick Cutter. Right? And, and just have my old arc team. You can bring back Steven if you want. He wasn't my favourite character, but bring him back. Whatever. Whatever's fucking Steven, Mr. I'm, I cheated on my best mate with his wife. Like, ooh. No. Well, he didn't cheat on him. He helped his wife cheat on him. It's not the point, right? I say that about a Nick Clinton, yeah. Hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, I, oh, I wish it would come back. Genuinely, I, I don't know if I've got that across enough. I do wish it would come back. It'd be brilliant if it did. Really brilliant, because I, I feel like the show is severely underrated. 
Although I did look on IMDb, it's got like seven point something. And on Google, it's got like a 93% like positive audience rating. So, you know, it gets some appreciation. I don't think it gets talked about as much as it should for a show as brilliant as it was. So the CGI was really good. And while some of it doesn't look too great anymore, it's still not bad. And But it is a mature show. Like People get brutally murdered. You, you don't always see the murders on screen, but you'll see like parts of their body being dragged around. There's the one where the saber-toothed tiger turns on the woman that's raised it from being a baby and just eats her. And then they pretend it died and then it didn't. And then they kick it in the face. And then the future predators are, you know, ripping people to shreds. And that's a thing. And then someone stabs themselves in the leg and cuts their leg open. I don't really know what that bit was about. I still don't know what that scene's about, if I'm honest. The Mosasaurus eats a guy and then regurgitates the bits he didn't want to swallow. Yeah, it, it's not it's not dark, but it's it's... It's realistic. It's admitting the fact that if dinosaurs were around, you know, and they were coming through these portals, that people would die and it wouldn't always be pretty. A bit like Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park was, where it was more brutal murders on the people. You know, T-Rex flat out eats people and Velociraptors ripping them apart. You, you get Samuel Jackson's arm falls down, like that sort of stuff. And Primeval does that, but to a much bigger extreme where, it, it does fully admit that people are dying in this place and, you know, some people get killed by the humans as well. It's it's awful. But when I say awful, it's it's not. It, it's realistic and it went for that. You know, not everyone survives. The main characters die in the line of fire or whatever. And, yeah, it's... So maybe if you don't like that sort of stuff and maybe some people do think that's dark and... It's not. I just think it's graphic but realistic, as realistic as it can be. If you've got dinosaurs coming through magic rips in time and space, but it does have the humour as well. So James Lester is a very funny character, like dry, witty humour. You've got Connor Temple, who's just, just funny, really. Connor, so funny. Even uh, Nick Cutter has a few jokes going in there, and the banter between the characters I think is very good. They got a good, good cast, good writers, and the cast are very good rapport. Anyway, sorry, excuse me. So, yeah, the, the banter is very good as well, and it's a show that you can enjoy. Like it's got the humor, it's got the adventure, it's got the it's got the danger, it's got the little jump scares and everything going on, and it's got the sci-fi. It's got if you love dinosaurs, it's a very good show. If you love British television, you know, but when I say British television, I mean like story-based television and not soaps like EastEnders. Although you might like it if you like EastEnders, aren't you? You never know. You know, you might like EastEnders, but also be a big fan of Doctor Who, which I hope you are. If you're not a fan of Doctor Who, you're not really British, are you? Like, oh, I'm I'm British, but I don't actually like any of Doctor Who. Ooh, fucking idiots. Right. There's got to be a bit of Doctor Who you like, let's be fair. Same with Primeval. And that's the thing. Doctor Who has obviously reached cult status around the world, and it deserves it. But I genuinely think that Primeval should have more of a following as well. It, sh it should, and... Because the actors were all brilliant. And don't get me wrong, they've all gone on to do other brilliant things. Ben Miller is a legend in himself. But I, I do think the show deserves more of a reputation. And that's why I'm doing this. I, I really hope it, it gets more... It gets more spotlight. And people go and watch it and realise this is brilliant. And go share it around. And go, Primeval. What a solid show. And and it's just a fa it's just fantastic. It's the other reason I'm doing it. It just needs the recollection... And and do you know what else it needs? 
a fucking sixth season. I'm really curious to how that bit sounded because I literally went right up to my mic for that. So that'll be interesting. But it, it does need that sixth season, genuinely, I think. Just just finish. I just want an answer to the cliffhanger. One more season. It's all I need. One season to answer the cliffhanger. Tell me what happened and then just end the season properly at the end of season six. It's all I'm asking for. One season. Just just one. ITV, BBC, whoever it was you made it. Get on that for me. It's like Terra Nova. That's another show we're not talking about. That was really good. That was my replacement for Primeval. It came out, must have been in 2011. So the gap between fucking Primeval and um, Arrow. It was another brilliant show. It was set, but people went back to dinosaur times because human civilization had basically wiped itself out. We were overpopulated. So we sent people back to the past to live there. And that's also another weird paradox thing, but whatever. Doesn't matter. It was a really good show. Oh, but you only get one season. I, I can't even remember. I know there was a cliffhanger at the end of that as well. I need to rewatch Terra Nova as well. That doesn't get appreciated enough as well. Although I think that one was American because I'm pretty sure that had Naomi Scott in it. Although she is English. So maybe it was English. Naomi Scott, by the way, is in Lemonade Mouth in Disney and is a Power Ranger and also plays Princess Jasmine, 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 Jasmine in the um, most recent live-action Aladdin remake. And yeah, she was the Pink Power Ranger in the uh, not so great but not completely awful live-action Power Rangers reboot. Uh, she was the Pink Ranger. So yeah, I think she's actually English. So maybe Terra Nova was English, and that's another show like Primeval. I think deserved more credit. I think that was American, actually, because it was on Sky. Um, but yeah, Primeval just deserves so much more credit and deserves a season six. But but that's about it, I think, for, for this week's episode. And you might be getting a bonus. I, I don't know what I'm doing with that. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, to be fair. You know, it's, it's just very hot at the moment. And I'm very delusional. I'm sure you can tell. But um, yeah, it's safe to say Primeval, you have not failed, but you have actually failed to give me a sixth season. So, uh take that as you will um but as a show it hasn't failed it's just you know failed because it hasn't given me the fucking last season i want but then by that degree arrows failed for ending so that doesn't really count no you haven't failed you're a brilliant show and please anyone out there who is listening who's even slightly interested do give the show a chance i've got the dvds so send your carrier pigeons or, or find it online and then let me know you watched it and also answer my question about children's films this is a desperate situation thank you so 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 much for listening everyone we had brilliant results last week's episode for ufl i think it was 19 in the first day listeners that is amazing i can't thank you enough really can't thank you enough for everything you do this podcast so please do follow me on twitter if you do enjoy the podcast and do want to become a failure today <laughs> please do join the Discord server. That's a great way to get to know me and anyone else who eventually joins it and build up a really, really good community um, of supportive people who are all there to help and and fail together. So genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, again, my my failing little heart, thank you so much for listening, guys. And, uh, well, I'll speak to you next week. <laughs>